0: hello everyone welcome back to another episode of the bottled up podcast ryan you're unofficially officially our co-host here at this point we have these sort of rotating co-hosts where we get into grooves with people coming on but you're not just a co-host now you're something new what are you
1: i get to bring content to this podcast i was able to secure a victory tonight at stafford motor speedway in the late model
0: yeah and who was more excited about it you or me
1: I think you were more excited about it than me. I, I, the shock was just, you know, it's still in.
0: You were, yeah, you were sort of numbed there, I noticed. Because, like, I didn't get to see you until we were, you were over in the paddock area. And I stood by the door of your car, and I'm waiting. And then you had your spotter there, and she was standing there waiting. And as soon as you got out of the car, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to rush him right away. I'm going to let him go to his spotter's team and all that. And then you just sort of stood there, and I'm like, okay, I'm going for it. I, <laughs> I, was, I was so hyped, dude. That was... All right. oh, okay. Walk us through the race from beginning to end.
1: Well, I'm starting in sixth, and I wasn't in a position to really work the outside like I wanted to from the beginning. I had to sit and be patient. Now, for those that may have been following me for the past, uh, how long have I been racing cars? Like seven years or something. You tell me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm not. I'm not patient whatsoever. I. I do things a lot. I think how Sean Corshane censored it for race day CT was I stepped on myself. You know, I've been, I've been doing that pretty recently. So spotter over the radio, keeping me calm, talked about it this week about, um, how we should go about maintaining the patience when, when I need it and worked beautifully. So finally, eventually after, you know, what feels like forever, but was probably really only like two, three laps, Mm -hmm. I was able to get down to the inside And at this point, I don't really remember too much because sometimes things just happen in the race car and they just happen. They aren't really processed. You just kind of feel it and go with the flow. But where I start to recollect my memory is when I am in position number two. And if there's one thing about Stafford that everyone likes to parrot, it's that Stafford is a one-groove racetrack. But for some reason this year, when I've been forced to be on the outside, I have discovered that you can make the outside work. I mean, you can't do it every single lap, you know. But if you have to, you can survive out there. So I just took what I've been learning over the past couple weeks, and I've got my cousin on the inside, Tom Fern. Now that's a name that a lot of people know for very good reasons. I believe in 2018, he was the winningest asphalt driver in the entire Northeast Area Auto News. We have the newspaper clipping somewhere. Probably have it framed. But anyway, stout driver. And he lives rent-free in my head, straight up. Mm -hmm. So he's sitting right there. The actual dude is pole position. I'm to his outside, and I'm just thinking, I've got one shot here. It's either going to work or it's going to not. I've got like 30% success chance at this. So we get down to it, hit the green. He gets a good dive into one, but I'm trying to roll the top, trying to roll the top, and I'm sitting there on his on his rear quarter. Adam Gray's coming up on his bumper. Go down into three and then just sailed it as good as I could. I got the nose in front of him, crossed the line, go into one and two, and I'm still pulling on him, pulling on him. And the caution comes out. And at that point, I'm just praying to myself, praying to myself that the lap counted and that I would be scored in P1 because I was ahead of Tom. And then for once in my life, I was lucky and that ended up being the case. So I got to start on the pole position and we went through a couple more restarts, whatever. I maintained the pole and, you know, just worked the strategy from there. And I think from whatever, probably lap 16, if I had to guess, we were, just green flag running and just laid down good laps and brought it home for the checker. So probably one of the most intimidating moments in my racing career, but I don't, I don't even know how I got it done. I mean, definitely wasn't myself. It was 100% a team effort on that.
0: Well, yeah, it was, it was a really insane run. I wish, you know, everyone could have gone over to victory lane. Cause there would have been a lot of people there celebrating. So, now, what, are you going to go win the uh, the
1: 50-lapper? I mean, I want to. <laughs> I, I won it last year. I might as well go <laughs> try to defend it. I mean, you know, I, I like those 50-lap races, though. Can we talk about those 50-lap races? Because they're great. They're so great. Like they're... like I said before, I'm not the most patient guy, you know?
0: Right. They're great for the late models, um, some of the other series, God, I, I sometimes 20 laps drags on forever. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> <is> true. <laughs> SK Lights. Oh, oh man, sorry. Something in my throat. shots fired. Yeah. Oh, those features just drag on. And not, not I, like, oh. there, there was a 15 lap run in the SK light feature and I was sitting next to the guy. I'm like, wow, that was a lot of green flag last. Cause I, I watched, I finally got to watch a race and I was over <laughs> in turn one. I was sitting up there in the bleachers and I'm like, I say to the guy next to me, I'm like, wow, that was a lot of green flag laps. He goes, yeah, it's not going to last. I'm like, oh, that'll be fine. <laughs> That's caution, not the answer caution, you want to hear. Caution, caution, caution. Six cautions later, finally they finish off the race. Wow. Then the street sucks. Lap one, getting into turn one, massive wreck, eight cars, or 11 cars involved. It's
1: oh, yeah, like, the pictures. You got any pictures that you can attach to this? Or Wait, there's no video here.
0: Yeah, there's no video. This is a podcast.
1: Well, still, maybe, maybe <laughs> there's pictures on Stafford's Twitter or they'll sure. show up on the Instagram or something <laughs> at Stafford Speedway. I'm pretty sure
0: mm-hmm. there but was that, also... that's where
1: you're going to find pictures related.
0: There was also a fight in the stands.
1: Oh, I heard about the fight in the stands. Tell me more.
0: I did. I did not hear much about the fight in the stands. I was over in the trailer at that point because the camera battery had died. That was down in the paddock. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to uh-huh. go in the, right, I'm going to go to the trailer and grab a new battery and then head back down by the end of the street stock feature so mm-hmm. I get there and and we're watching and then I I wasn't really watching the cameras too much especially not camera 4 which is the one on pit road which is the one that happened to catch the fight cuz yeah. that camera is pretty much only ever used uh on very rare occasions during the race and mostly for and it's it's mostly used for victory lane. And right. then I just see like the producer Jer- the director Jeremy his eyes go huge and he he gets on his his microphone. He goes, nobody show a shot of the crowd. And then he like tosses his headset over to Bonsa who, who's, uh, I, I think he's got an official position at the track. He does all the editing and all the camera work and everything. He does so much. It's amazing. All the work. He does great work. Great work. It's, it's phenomenal. All the videos and everything that you see, uh, on Safford, their social media, those are all done by Bonsa and they are fantastic. And this is his first year doing it. He is absolutely killing it. So he like gives the headset to Bonsa. And he just takes off running. And apparently there was someone in like a headlock. It was like, but they oh. were, they were beefing over a street stock race. These were two teams <laughs> fighting.
1: I'm and what I heard, I'm not naming names, but I heard that there were people that like, weren't even part of a street stock team in that fight. Like, I don't know if they were on one side or the other, or if they were trying to break things up, but they, I heard it was some, it was some wild stuff. I only know as much as you do uh, as, as much as you do, Jeff, but man, like I, I heard it was good a number of people in there
0: oh yeah it was a brawl it, it, it wasn't a fight it was a brawl there was a brawl yeah. in the sand and it was like dang that's cool and then I'm, I'm walking <laughs> out I'm walking towards the paddock area and I see a security guard and I go over to him I'm like hey like what happened he goes oh I don't really know I just heard the I just heard like yelling and then I went over and you know bro- broke it up hey um by the way do you know where like the people that got escorted away went I go what the, this, is, he, this is a security guard? Yes, this is a security guard, and this is this nah. is the true story. I swear. I swear. Nah. Yes, I swear. And and he goes, do you know where they went? I go, of the two of us, you should know where they went. Are you kidding <laughs> me? And he's like, uh, I don't know. That. Some fan walks over. He goes, yeah, I think I saw him going like that way and pointed up towards the office. And he's like, uh, oh, okay. And the security guard starts walking in that direction. Like can you can you give me a little hustle? Can you jog? Can you at the very least jog? But no, I think I think the cops escorted him, and that's the security guard like didn't know where the cops took him oh,
1: Because right, the cops
0: right. definitely got involved. Like people went to yeah, jail. Yeah,
1: they, they had to.
0: They oh, had yeah. to. And uh um, Jeez, so, man. It it was huh? so funny though. You know, do you know the flag man? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. He's he's a great guy. If you ever get the chance to talk to him, man, he's got some funny stories. And well, he, he knows
1: who I am. I'll tell you that.
0: Oh yeah, well, <laughs> he always saw neither black <laughs> flag. And um, so uh, I was talking to him afterwards, and I asked him about the fight. He's like, "Oh yeah, I saw it. Man, I turned around. There's someone in a headlock, and there were a couple women there. I thought one of them was gonna get punched. And I'm like, Wow, <laughs> that's
1: oh my god, that's something." So you- so you get your pay per view on on Stafford Speedway TV, looking for a race, but instead you get a WWE WrestleMania event and UFC.
0: No, this was actual fighting. Oh, no, the Octagon. Yeah, the Octagon up there.
1: <laughs> Man, I thought I saw Conor McGregor down there
0: <laughs> throwing flying kicks.
1: Oh, he would, dude. He would. He'd oh, break that the- up in two seconds. <laughs>
0: Oh, my God. He's jumped off the top of the bleachers. He's jumped 50 (laughs) feet straight to the ground and gotten him uh, an RKO. (laughs) RKO, watch out, watch out. (laughs) Watch out, watch out, watch out, watch out. Randy Orton from the top of the bleachers at Stafford Speedway.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So that's an eventful night for the racetrack then, huh?
0: Yes. Oh, man. Oh, man, it was something. How about Paula Ruth, though? He had a pretty great run in the late models.
1: Yeah, I think he did he end up finishing third. I think fourth. he ended up finishing third. Oh, he finished fourth. Yeah. I was going to I was going to say it's a lot harder to figure out where everybody else finished because we're not allowed to have all three cars on the podium come up anymore. Right. You know, like usually I'd get like a I get like a figure cuz like cuz like in the in the scenarios where where I do end up somehow making it to victory lane,
0: mm-hmm. then
1: it's like, you know, at that point, I don't really know what the heck's going on behind me. I'm not the kind of guy that likes to look in my mirror too much. So it's like, and like of I said before, you know. it's like, you know, <laughs> you just, you just go with the flow in the car sometimes and, and all that stuff, but either way. Yeah. I mean, Paul Roux getting fourth place at, after seeing, after seeing how he's been running for like the past couple of years, it seems like it's, it seems like they aren't quite perfect with exactly what's going on with the car. Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure they don't, like, you know, abuse the fact that, you know, the Arut's on the track, we can test whenever we want, blah, 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 blah. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure they don't do that, you know? So they're they're going out there, and they're running just like the rest of us. They show up on Friday, they get their two practices, heat, feature, boom. And doing the same thing as the rest of us. And Paul, I'm pr- I want to say this is his third or fourth year in the car, also a 50-lap winner. That That's showing a lot of promise there, especially because he's – way worse than the handicap than me. I can tell you that. And starting in the back in these late models, how stacked the fields are now with like, you know, we're 20 cars, some weeks and all that stuff. That's big numbers for us. It's not easy to be making it through that field, especially with how the track is more of a one groove track. I mean, yeah, we talked about it before. You can kind of roll the outside sometimes, but you can't abuse it. Other than that, like you, you got to know the minutia and the moves to get around that racetrack and him being able to get up there, fight through, get get p4 i'm very proud of him i'll tell you that because i i'm i personally struggle with trying to make it through the field that's something that i gotta learn i know that
0: yeah he's he's an amazing driver he and david but i'll tell you what it's it's really cool to see and i, I think you're right they don't take advantage of it at all i mean they're mm-hmm. just as you know they're just as involved in their race teams as they are in running the track like they care about their teams they will take you know, the punches as they come. I mean, Paul got black flagged and pulled down pit road because he wanted to make sure he wasn't leaking fluid. And they checked mm-hmm. all over the car, and then, you know, he ended up getting his position back. But I can guarantee you, if he had been leaking a drop of fluid, he would have been parked.
1: Yeah, it, it, if it crosses that line where it's going to be a hazard out there for the rest of the people racing on the track and it's going to ruin the racing surface, then they would have done the same treatment to him that they would do to anybody else. Right. And that's also a good point that you brought up, Jeff, that Paul has actually... I'm bad at remembering these kinds of things he because all these letters.
0: There was Isn't one he the COO?
1: Yes, at Stafford. And all the work COO. that he's putting in throughout the week for the track, like me and Bonza were just talking about it before I left the track today and all that nonsense. He was he was saying, you know, nobody does social media like Stafford, and I 100% agree. It's it's definitely him, Paul Bonza, or rather. David, the other brother, excuse me. Paul, David, and Bonza, and the rest of the guys on the crew. I mean, they, so much work goes in in the middle of the week. And then he gets in the car on Friday and wheels it, you know?
0: Right. It's yeah. it's amazing to see. And he's he's been on the podcast before and talked about that. But it's just – it's it's really something else. There's – I've in two years there, I've never heard one person say, "Oh, the roots, yeah." Well, they're only you know they only do as well as they do because you know they're they own the track and this and not one person. Yeah. They have never like they play by the same rules as everyone else. They're probably held even more harshly to the rules. You know, if their car failed inspection, like if there was something wrong with their car and it wouldn't pass tech, that car is not going to pass tech, and they will get failed and lose you know whatever winnings. Like it, it's insane.
1: Well, I mean, they got to be the role models, you know, they right. got Paul in the late model. David's also running the uh, SK modified number 75. So if you're, if you're going to have those guys that are, you know, staff of the track and they got stake in ownership, I would assume, I mean, I, you know, I'm not, I don't know that for sure, but you know, that's just either way, the whole tangent but those guys got to be role models. And if they aren't going to be role models that are held to the same standards as everybody else at the track, then what's the point, you know, that's just going to end up turning people away from your racetrack. You're going to have less competitors. So it's really a smart move on their part to be, you know, by the book, just like everybody else's. And I give them a lot of respect for that.
0: Absolutely. Well, Ryan, now that you're a winner at Stafford Speedway in 2020 career, win number two, you got any final thoughts?
1: yeah it feels like career number one career win number one talked about that in the interview a little bit because i've always been looking for having a having a good battle with tom where i could come out on top for once because usually when tom's on the top of his game i'm not getting by him for long i'll have him for like two or four corners that's about it so i mean hopefully we'll be able to have some some more good battles going into the next weeks of the season and He's probably going to come out on top next time, but I'm not going to mind it. Always low racing with him. So shouts out to Tom.
0: Absolutely. Well, Ryan, thank you once again for joining me here. Uh, I, I imagine we're going to like keep this up until, I don't know, I'm heading back on August 14th. That's going to be my last night at Stafford, and I'm going to be running a street sock race at, at some point between now and August 14th, and that's going to be something. That's Oh, yeah, it that's is. That's going to be insane.
1: And you're going in the rental race car program.
0: There you go, rentalracecarct.com. But hey, you know you've all heard about that before. Make sure to check out www.maconeysetupshop.com as well. But everyone, you know where to find us on social media at Bottled Up Radio. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode of Bottled Up.